0: Hey everybody, it's Jay Scott from the Hook, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. We're going to change up the format here a little bit today for our new music spotlight. We do have an interview with Nick Reese from Joyous Wolf joins us on our latest episode of the New Music Spotlight, and I'd like to welcome in frequent contributor Ari at a night nineteen ninety on Twitter. What's going on, Ari? How you been?
1: Hi, good. It's uh, it's good to be back on the podcast.
0: Yeah, good to have you. It's been a bit. I know you've been busy with school and all things that are entailed with going to school. So it's good to have you on. It's good to hear your voice. Yep. And I know yeah. this is a topic that you've wanted to talk about for a while. This is one of your favorite new bands out there. That band is Joyous yeah. Wolf. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. I got into Joyous Wolf earlier this year from through a friend who was uh, who's also a musician. He. Played with them during a show, and I was just blown away. Their Mississippi Queen cover was that was the first song I heard, and it was, I mean, it was so '70s. I mean, it's like it, it was their it was their own '70s style. It was still original, but it was like a, a throwback to you know classic rock.
0: That's one of the things we talked about in the interview that's coming up here. Is the hand Mississippi Queen sessions. That produced those two songs, and how from those two tracks into the Place and Time EP, they almost completely evolved into something totally different. Because if you would have yeah. told me that Place and Time was going to sound like it sounds, which is a completely incredible record, I would have said no way. But they were able to evolve. And it's one of the things that Nick really talked about putting no limits what they can do they talked about their mission statement about evolving and about doing what they want to do and putting no limits on it and you can totally tell from the transformation from those sessions with slow hand and mississippi queen to the ep which is just a completely different animal
1: definitely they have a few songs on youtube that are technically like unofficially you know released a couple of them one of them is sleep weep stomp and another one is this really slow acoustic song called wasting sun fantastic songs but they're all so their beginning sessions like with around the time that slow hand came out every single song was different stylistically so when they released place and time it was almost like again they totally like did a 180 On their music style And it was almost like You didn't know what to expect But that's what I That's what I Personally love so much About them Is because they have Such a Such an expansive I guess is the word They they have so many They clearly have So many influences And I think that's Definitely something that That's what makes them So So different
0: I agree I, I don't think there's A new band out there That Meshes the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s rock like Joyous Wolf does. I mean, you can tell what their influences are, right? You can hear the influences, but they make it completely unique to their own. It doesn't sound like anything's been rehashed or it sounds like anything that they've done before. I mean, you could talk about the delivery, you know, being very similar to Chris Cornell on a few songs. And you could talk about... The guitar work But that's what makes it cool Because there's all these different elements All the way from back to the 60s soul That he talks about in the interview To the rock of the 70s and the 80s And then the grunge era of the 90s It's very unique Because there really hasn't been a band To come out that sounds like them A lot of the new stuff coming out right now Is very blues based And that's great too There's nothing wrong with that But I think they've really distinguished distinguish themselves and i believe great things are on the horizon for this band especially being a hard-working road band doing 130 dates this year 130 dates total this year there are not a lot of new acts that do that many dates that is a thing of the past and that's how it's done you want to talk about all the bands from the previous eras that have made it they did stuff like this they toured constantly they toured everywhere they played in front of different crowds and they made it happen, and I think that's what they're really doing and aiming for.
1: And and look who they're opening for. Right now, they're opening for Deep Purple, and a few months ago, I think they were opening for for Slash and Miles Kennedy.
0: Yeah, and before and that, that is- they were opening up for Buck Cherry, which I unfortunately yeah, missed Buck that Cherry. show. But, uh, yeah, that would have been been yeah, great. But, but, yeah, no, they they, yeah, I mean, they're mixing it up. They're playing with different people. They're playing with... You know, one of the forefathers of hard rock and heavy metal, Deep Purple. And uh, great opportunities and and great things, I think, are are coming for them. Uh, I just think they are a world-class talent. Uh, Their songs are so well-crafted and so well-arranged, so well-written. So much depth. I talk about the influences again. I mean, you can dive deep into what you hear in all those songs, and it's just amazing.
1: I agree, definitely. the other thing I like so much about them is the interaction with their fans because they're they're a smaller band naturally they can they can do this, but you know Nick Reeks is actually at the merch table and he's the one that you know sells everything to the to the fans because you know they're still kind of a small band you know they just have like they don't have as big of a crew i um I follow him on Instagram and you know. Every night on his story, there are always, like, selfies with fans and videos and, and him just interacting with everybody. And that I always thought that was, that is so cool, the way he takes the time to, like, talk to everybody. And that is, that's a really positive thing for the band. But it also shows how modest and, and down-to-earth they are as, as musicians.
0: You know, they're, they're definitely making a connection with the rock community. I talked about in the interview my son and his friends listening to their music, and that's always a good gauge when the younger crowd, the younger kids are are listening to what's going on. You can always tell which bands are going to kind of rise because anytime the young kids are listening, that's who you know that that's that's what they want, right? They want that generation to to grow with them. But you know, getting back to the the EP that was released earlier this year. When you talk about great songs and when you talk about just a great, solid debut effort, it does not get better than Place in Time. It really doesn't. There are many new acts that, have, that are coming out now that are good, and I enjoy them 100%. Joyous Wolf is, is that band that just wows you. You want to talk about wild bands? We, I think we talked about this in a previous episode about how there's not a lot of wild bands out there. I forget who I was speaking with about this. This is a wild band. This is a band you need to pay attention yeah, I- to. So what's your connection? Like, how did you connect with them? I mean, you mentioned Slowhand. You mentioned Mississippi Queen. You know, how did you digest the debut EP?
1: Singles that came out were uh, Quiet Heart and Place and Time, and uh, the title track. Quiet Heart was one definitely, um, it, it, it reminded me of the music that I listened to growing up, because I listened to a lot of 70s music. I listened to Black Sabbath and Mountain Deep Purple, all those bands. Not just that, you know, just decades further in, too. And that song was pretty much like a combination of. All the modern and old music I grew up with, it just, you know, something just clicked in me, and I just fell in love with that song. Place and Time kind of sealed the deal for me, too. Um, I love the, it's like, it's a perfect mix of classic rock and alternative.
0: Very new, very fresh, you know? I, I, I know you're into Chris Cornell and Soundgarden and Audioslave. Slave. Yeah. And I hear a lot of similarities with the delivery with with Nick and how he approaches a song. And even oh, the, definitely. Right, and even the guitar tone is very reminiscent of that 90s rock era. But it's also got that feel to it, too, as well. It's got that groove that is different than those grunge bands. It's got something deeper in there, which is different. Yeah. Which is very unique. Yeah,
1: and I think, Yeah if I remember correctly Nick Reese is actually A huge Soundgarden fan
0: Yeah It wouldn't surprise Um, me You can totally hear The influences there
1: Yeah Yeah And uh, Undesired Is one that Definitely has that um, Definitely has that style In there too That one's probably My favorite off of the album
0: Yeah Undesired From what Nick said Was recorded Or written during The Slowhand Mississippi Queen Sessions And that's the only song That is in that sessions, and you'll be able to hear the interview here shortly. But I thought that was interesting because we talked about how they evolved from one session to another, and that was the only song that was really picked to continue on and be recorded in the second session. So that is interesting you know, because that is a very powerful yeah. song too. That's one of my favorites on the album. My favorite, and you know this, I've, I've commented on it several times, is Feel the Low. Oh, yeah. Which I yeah,
1: feel the love of that
0: oh, which is just a magnificent song and it just grabs you, it it really kind of touches you know uh, the heartstrings a little bit because you can interpret it in different ways, but it's a very emotional song, very emotional lyrics, very oh, yeah. well done, just a great tune all in all. I can't say enough about Joyous Wolf. They are different. They are a band that you need to take notice of and keep watching. I've looked at some I of definitely the see. yeah, I, I've looked at some of the live footage, you know, and I made mention to this with uh, Nick, and we kind of had a a funny back and forth regarding this <laughs> um, about you know, I grew up in the era of the frontman with the David Lee Roths and the Freddie Mercury's, and he has the influences of Elvis and. Otis Redding, and James Brown. And you can totally tell when he's on stage where those influences come from, right? And, and how he vibes on stage and how he connects to the music and how he feels the groove of the music. And Definitely. And that's something that has been missing for a while in rock. A guy that is the frontman who you can't take your eyes off because you want to watch him and you want to see what he's going to do. That hasn't existed for a while. And that's compliments to him because I don't, you know, I don't think based on what his answers were, that he purposely kept that in mind as he developed his own style on stage. It's something that comes out naturally and organically for him, which is even cooler. But there's something going on there. He's he's tapped into something, and that is how it used to be done. You know, when you go to a concert, whoever you saw who had a front man large in large part, you would just watch the front man because it was a, he, it was just an amazing experience Guy moving and grooving and dancing to the songs and getting the crowd and interacting with the crowd. Uh, there's a few new frontmen that do do that, but I think Nick is a in a class by himself adding what was done prior to him with a new groove and a new vibe that he's kind of developed on his own.
1: I agree. you can definitely feel his energy. Even through the videos I've seen, it's like wow! You know, this guy is, he has so much energy, and you can tell he's so passionate about what he's doing. And he's an amazing singer. I have no idea how you can just bounce off the walls like that and still sound, you know, still sing so well, you know. And uh, and I'm I'm dying to see him live. I know they're coming to Chicago sometime this week. I think tomorrow actually. But uh, I think they're here on the 17th. Yeah.
0: I think that's a Thursday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um I'm going to try to make the show. I got to rearrange my schedule. But I'm going to try to make it. But yeah, it, it is yeah. it's a band that you really got to take notice of. A band that Definitely. is just um firing on all cylinders. You know, I I hate you know, I I don't want to be the compliment machine, right? You know, oh, they're great. They're this, they're that. <laughs> right. But man, yeah. <laughs> I mean when you when you when you hear this band and you see this band, you cannot stop complimenting them. Especially someone who like myself, like yourself, who are passionate about music, who love seeing live music, who go to a lot of shows, who see a lot of front man, who see a lot of people singing, I mean this will be if I go to them on Thursday, this will probably be my like twenty fourth show that I've seen this year, and you know I've seen a lot of people, and like when I like you said, when I watch this stuff online I'm wowed. I mean is it is wow it's a wow band I mean, this is a band that Again, and we, we also touched on this, too, about new rock and roll. People got to start listening. This is a band you need to listen to. If you think rock and roll sucks, if you hear this band, or I'm sorry, if you think new rock and roll sucks and you hear this band and you say they suck, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. There, there's something that's not working right with your brain, okay? Um, because this band is incredible. They are, they are a phenomenal act. They have everything going for them in their direction, going for it. The future looks bright for them. We talked about that in the interview, some interesting stuff. But, yeah, this is somebody that you need to take notice.
1: Definitely. I could not have said it better myself.
0: <laughs> right, because you keep hearing that, right? And, we, and we've had a couple episodes where we've talked about the rock fan killing rock and roll. And not wanting to listen to new music, this is a band that you cannot pass up. This is a band that you need to listen to, because I don't know how you can think that new music, new rock music, is not good after hearing a band like this. I mean, this is this is where it's at. This is the goods. These guys are the goods. One of the one of the things too that really impresses me about Joyous Wolf is their ability and their want to evolve you know they want to keep doing things different they want to keep pushing themselves being on the road for 130 plus dates having a solid debut EP to start out with to lay the foundation for their future I'm really really excited about the new material that they're going to be recording and where that's going to go
1: yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, that's the other thing that I like so much about this band is you, you're, you're not really sure what to expect. You know, the the next album, um, whether it's their, I, I'd assume it'd probably be their full length, you know, first studio album, it'll probably be something, it might sound completely different because you never know. It. You know, every song, you know, it's not just the same, like I said, it's not the same style. It's They always bring something new to the table for each song you know, and not just as a band.
0: I think that excites them too. You know, I kind of got that from Nick talking to him about how they want to continue to evolve and how it's kind of their mission to keep moving forward and moving forward differently and and, and going forward with things that inspire them. It almost seems like it excites him, you know, and and it probably excites them. You know, because I'm sure they have some sort of plan as to what they're going to do once they're done touring and they, go and they start writing in a different session. I'm sure they have a direction they want to go into, and I'm sure they're excited about it. But that is a testament to them, and that's a testament. When you look back at a lot of the great bands that have graced Planet Earth, you talk about the Zeppelins, you talk about the Deep Purples, talk about all these great classic bands they always had a willingness to evolve there's a few out there that didn't and we know who they are but they always wanted to push the element the envelope rather they always wanted to push the envelope and i think that is what's going to separate joyce wolf from the pack is that they want to do things differently they're not going to sit on their laurels and just be happy and live high on the hog they want to keep moving forward they want to keep developing their sound
1: Exactly, they want to keep it fresh, not just for the not just for the fans but for themselves too,
0: and for a new band to recognize that a young band to recognize that that's huge um that is,
1: yeah, it, that's yeah very that's that's a really good sign um that a band will be incredibly successful because you know that's kind of how you that's kind of how you have to be as a band is you know you don't want to just do the same thing over and over because not only eventually you know the fans might get sick of it but you know i could imagine that the band themselves might get sick of it too just doing the same the same style the same riffs the same uh compositions over and over and uh, if you're not keeping it fresh then you know you kind of lose the you kind of lose the energy you lose the passion
0: right right and it, and it sounds like they have a pretty good grasp of what they want and how they're going to get there, meaning that they're not going to allow outside influences to tell them what to record and what not to record. You know, sometimes when you get a band, a new band, that is going to become successful and they've had some early success, the record company or the management company is telling them what to do and what to release. And it doesn't sound like, at least on Nick's part, that that's going to fly with with Joyous Wolf and the members of the band. They want to do what they want to do. They want to go in the direction and evolve how they want to evolve and how they want to change and keep things fresh. I don't think anything's going to stop them from doing that, which is awesome. Controlling your own destiny is a huge thing in rock and roll, and I hope they keep doing that, and I hope that they stay true to themselves. I have no reason to think that they won't, but that is refreshing to hear from a young band like, like Joyce Wolf and, and the singer Nick, and Nick Reese.
1: I agree. It's, it's an exciting time It is For a band like them And just,
0: just This era It is, is an exciting time You know There are so many Great new bands Coming out I'll say it again I've been saying it Every episode For the last four or five Rock and roll fans Get off your ass Quit being lazy And start listening To some new music And you can start With Joyous Wolf Alright Ari We're gonna wrap up here Thanks for coming on Enjoy the interview let me know what you think, and for, for, sure. all, for yeah. all those listening out there, enjoy the interview with Joyous Wolf on the new music spotlight with the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. This is Jay Scott, and enjoy. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Jay Scott from the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Hope everyone's having a great day. The band is from Southern California. The band is Joyous Wolf. The guest is the lead singer, Nick Reese. What's going on, Nick?
2: How you doing? Doing very well myself. I
0: appreciate you doing our new music spotlight. I've been a big fan of the band for a while now. Um, love your music. Love the EP. You guys just completely kick ass.
2: Thank you very much I I really do appreciate that You know On behalf of myself And the the others
0: Absolutely Absolutely So we always start out With the same question For a guest who appears For the first time And that is the essence Of the show And just like every Great rock song Has a hook Every rock fan Has a moment Whether it's a song An album A band Or performance That hooked them On rock and roll What hooked you?
2: Um took me on rock and roll I guess uh, really early on in my life I was a really young kid and uh, it was the first time I heard Elvis Presley awesome. I think I probably did it. I heard a lesser known song by him and uh, it was called Good Rockin' Tonight and it was one of his early songs on record like, recording I just remember loving that song and I have another song called Baby Let's House" by him and I, I think that was the beginning of my obsession with Elvis and my discovery of rock and roll.
0: And where did it go from there? What made you want to perform? What was, who was the artist that made you want to get up on a stage?
2: I mean, I, I just, through Elvis, I discovered all, I mean, I had this book called the Elvis Encyclopedia. It was an alphabetical, um, sort of encyclopedia, obviously of, uh, everything that had anything to do with him. So anyone that knew him, his friends, and the industry people he looked up to. And through that, I learned about people like James Brown, and I learned about people like all of the people that he loved, you know, like Little Richard and, and Chuck Berry, Fast Domino, you know, uh, Ray Charles, uh, Otis Redding, you know, all of the soul singers. And I just found my way through all of that. So I think it was just a combination of learning about all of those wonderful performers and listening to their music uh, nonstop. And, you know, that's really all I asked for as a kid was their records. And and that's really, you know, I spent most of my time growing up was just watching whatever I could find online of live performances and listening to their music on record.
0: Now, in people I've talked to with in the past and interviews that I've read, sometimes there's a moment where they have their early influences. Like you mentioned Elvis and a lot of soul singers, was there a song or another artist or was it keeping in line with those same acts that made you want to write music, made you want to write a song?
2: Yeah. I I mean, really it's, I'm, I was, parents were really big on jazz and blues and, and early rock and roll and, uh, that's what my diet was growing up and I it, it was just in me you know everything from Frank Sinatra to you know the kinks you know it was very uh, very much that. I, I didn't really get into the harder stuff until a little bit later in my life I think I think it was all the culmination of that it was just there and it was just embedded in me from a really young age and it moved me you know and I I think I just wanted that too, I wanted to move
0: Well you guys definitely do I mean I've made mention of how you guys Are a new band And a new band that's different from the others And when I, what I mean by that is I hear a lot of different influences In your music From the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s And you're able to merge them together Seamlessly
2: Yeah I mean I think That's how you're supposed to look at music You know I mean uh, Something I was watching and an interview with Michael Bublé of all people the other day, and he was talking about Tony Bennett, uh, telling him that, you know, he goes, Michael, everybody steals from everybody. If you only steal from one person, you're a thief, you know, and that's, I think that's a very, uh, correct, um, way of thinking, you know, and I think we, we listen to a lot of music, especially between the us. That list is, is endless about, you know, all the things that we, listen to separately and then bring together it, it, it all just it just sits i guess we just know how to maneuver through it in a way where it, it's us and not someone else
0: the ep is place and time features seven great songs there's not one week track on the ep one of my favorite well, songs thank you very much. yeah it is it is tremendous it really is i mean there's something new that you discover every time you listen to it um, it has that ability. Each song has so much depth. The playing has so much depth. One of my favorite tracks is "Feel the Low," which is just a very uh, emotional song. Where was the inspiration from that uh, from that track?
2: I mean, most of the time, inspiration comes from how the song feels, and most of the music is written by the boys, and you know, it's my job to interpret whatever that is. And Blake had actually written about. I think about 80% of that song, everything but the bridge section had been written that he had written himself. I mean, as far as the music of it goes. And uh, I don't know, the first time he played it, I I do remember picking up on what he was putting down, if that makes any sense. Yeah. it's, It's really just what I felt the music required.
0: What is the the writing process for Joyous Wolf? I mean, do you guys each come in with ideas? Um, is it throwing stuff it, against the a, wall?
2: It's a million different ways. It can be any way. You know, there have been times where I'll bring something in that's just a melody, you know, and it's, everything's built starts around that. Or Craig has something, or Rob has something, Blake has something, or we're just jamming together and something happens, you know, we're... It is, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. It just, it just depends. We all write together.
0: As far as the history goes, um, for those that do not know who are listening, how was the band formed? Can you talk about the history of Joyous Wolf? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, we were all musicians playing in SoCal. We were all doing different things. I mean, Blake was doing, like, heavy metal you know, last band he was in, he was doing, like, you know, death metal, you know, crazy heavy stuff and and I was in like alternative bands and whatever and, you know, just trying to get something to stick, just trying to find something. Rob was playing in groups, you know, and then Greg was doing stuff too and we all just kind of came together uh, on a whim, you know, cause I, I have known Robert since I was a young young kid when I was like 11. I met him in middle school and and then you went to a different high school and you met Greg and then randomly when I was like 19, I met Blake briefly at a guitar center and it, it, you know, and then went to school and hated school, dropped out of school, called all these guys up and that was the end.
0: And as far as the name goes, I know I've read an article or two about the interesting name that you guys have. Um, kind of a unique story. So if you can kind of share how that all came about.
2: We needed a name for our first show ever. and it was um, like I think either the next day or a couple days later and we didn't have a name. So we went on bandnamegenerator.com and we hit the random feature, like the random feature probably a thousand times and there was all these horribly laughable names and then one of them was like Joyous Wolves and we didn't like the wolves or so like because we don't want to be about animals because nothing to do with animals it's an attitude if anything and just so Joyous wolf and we're like okay we'll change it later and then we never did so
0: I think it fits I mean uh, you know when you listen to you guys and you see the name and the logo and the music and hear the music um, I think it all ties together. So maybe there was a reason for the, the random band generator brought that to you guys.
2: I mean, I don't, I don't believe in any of that. <laughs> Double the you know. Uh, I, I honestly think, uh, I mean, back then we were a much different band than we are now. So, I, I, you know, you say it matches the music. I feel like the name really doesn't matter, you know, right. really. What it means to us now is different than it was then. I mean, now it, it has a lot of principle. It represents who we are as people. As a, as a group, as a, as a group of creatives. And um, I think that's how we look at it. You know, it's, it's our attitude and it's our identity, you know, going forward.
0: That's one thing I did notice. When you take a look at the tracks that you guys released previous to the EP, which was Slow Hand and then the cover of Mississippi Queen, and then you listen to the EP, there is a complete evolution in just a short period of time. From the music that you released to the EP. How did that happen? I mean, like, are you guys always trying to push yourselves and expand yourselves and hori- you know, in the horizons of the band to keep evolving? Because I always do appreciate an artist or a band that does evolve. I don't want to hear the same record on the first, you know, album or the first release than I do on the tenth album or the ninth album or whatever.
2: We our mission statement is to continue to grow creatively. So Most definitely, we're always trying to evolve. We're always trying to push ourselves forward, never backward. So uh, as far as the slow hand and stuff, actually it's funny because Undesired and Slow Hand are from the same session as Mississippi Queen. And um, then all the other stuff was written on the second session we did, which was months later after a fall tour we did. And we wrote all, all the songs except for Undesire and Mother Rebel we wrote the other 5 songs on the EP in two in like 2 weeks like wrote uh, recorded mixed done in like 2 weeks
0: and what is the process of evolution for you guys i mean is it forcing you guys to forcing yourselves to listen to other genres of music trying to incorporate an experiment uh-huh. No,
2: none of that. I think we, we listen, we're always listening to whatever and anything and anything that, that comes to mind, et cetera. Uh, you know, like, I think it's just, we just go with what sounds good and what feels good, you know, sound and feel overcome any, um, I guess insecurities or, uh, I mean, we, we don't feel like we need to be anything but what we want to be. So I guess our evolution just comes from that, you know, that we want to go anywhere and everywhere and it doesn't matter what it is or how it gets there. It's just about, is it, does it sound good and
0: does it feel good? Placing no limits, you know, on uh, or, or or no boundaries on what you guys can achieve. I mean, that's that's a huge thing.
2: Yeah, you know, we, we I told you the mission statement is to be creative and to do our very best and, and never sell that short. You know, we never want there to be filler on a record. We want every single thing that we put out to be something that we deem our best in that moment, you know.
0: So you guys are on tour with Deep Purple. You guys have, seems like it's been a whirlwind for you guys since the beginning of the year. You guys have been on a few different tours as well. What's it like going... Yeah, we,
2: we've, we've been nonstop.
0: Yeah, I think you guys came originally, if, if um, my memory serves me correctly, you guys came around with Buck Cherry originally. Um, yeah,
2: we did uh, 88 shows. Uh, the first uh, with Buck Cherry, we did seven with... Uh, six with uh, Slasher Miles Kennedy, and now we are completing 32 with um, uh, Deep Purple.
0: How's the deep purple tour going? I mean that's one of the forefathers of, of uh rock and roll right there.
2: I mean of of you know, of heavy rock and roll, yeah. yeah. You know, they they're an experimental rock and roll. They truly are icons and they're all wonderful people and I can I have nothing but good things to say about this tour. Their crew's fantastic and and it's been a, a hell of an experience, you know. Especially uh you know how hard do you want it, this, I think is the number one thing from this tour is, you know, there are a lot of older people in the crowd, but every night I'm going to get them on their feet, no matter
0: what. How is that? I mean, you're used to probably playing to different audiences. I mean, you mentioned Buck Cherry, Slash, now Deep Purple. Like you said, Deep Purple's crowd is an older crowd. Um, how is that going and winning them over? I mean, I'm 44. You, you, want, you guys won me over and I've yet to see you live, so... I imagine people are feeling the same thing because I've seen some of the live footage from you guys. Your stage presence is incredible. You, get, you can definitely get people moving. How is the response been all along?
2: The response has been really good. Um, I mean, nothing that I can really complain about. I mean, like I said, we get the crowd going every night and it's our job to really warm them up and do a good job, you know, and we go out there and we hit them as hard as we can.
0: Are there a lot of differences between touring with someone like Slash and then going on the Deep Purple tour? Is it just, you know, the, I mean, how are the bands treating you, um, you know, as an opener?
2: I think we've been treated very respectfully uh, these last uh, couple of I mean, on our single tour, I think we've been treated with a lot of respect and and they've been, all of them you know, Buck Cherry Slash, Miles, Kennedy and now Purple crew have been absolutely nothing but great tour
0: where does uh Joyous Wolf go after the Deep Purple tour does it go back in the studio does it continue to play what's What's on the agenda there
2: uh we're gonna go write uh, the next record
0: so no or more to, anyway. so you guys got a break in, t- in touring or a break completely and you guys just gonna go in the studio and write yeah And when can we expect new Joyous Wolf materials? Obviously, you know, we're wrapping up 2019. Um, Whereabouts in 2020 can we expect new music?
2: I think you can expect it definitely um, by summer of next year.
0: And will it be a full-length or EP again? Uh, Full-length. Great. That's awesome. What has been... Now you've done three big tours, right? You've toured with Buck Cherry. Slash and Deep Purple, what has been maybe the biggest surprise for you guys being on the road and what you didn't expect?
2: I think the biggest surprise has been, honestly, just that we've done it, I think.
0: In, in terms of getting placed on these bills with, with Deep Purple, I mean, I had to imagine that would was probably an exciting moment to get selected to go out and tour with them.
2: I mean, it's an honor and a privilege, you know, and, and with, with them, them being so kind and open and talkative, I think is a surprise, you know, and yeah, I just was, uh, really trying to just do my job. And I know it's the same for the others, you know. So it's not so much as, I told you, the biggest thing is just the fact that we've been able to do what we've done this year, you know, how we're going to do more than 130 shows by the time it's done and uh you know not a lot of groups touring this year can say that and that makes me feel good about it you know
0: yeah that is a lot of dates when you look at a lot of your contemporaries a lot of new bands that are coming out they don't play nearly close to 130 shows so far this year
2: yeah you know and it's it's uh, i think it's a testament to who we are as a group you know we we work hard and we're not going to short sight anything and if we're given the shot, if we're, if we're given a gig and it can be there and there's an audience waiting, we're going, to, we're going to be there.
0: Now, in terms of new music, right? I mean, you're part, in my opinion, of the new wave that's coming. In my opinion, you guys have separated yourself with your sound, with your stage presence, because I've seen a lot of new acts that have come around. Is it something that you guys are, are conscious about? knowing that there are a lot of new bands out there that you do have to separate yourselves. Is that part of what you guys, you know, part of your mission statement? You know, you mentioned about not putting any limits on what your music sounds like and going and trying to to, to, to push yourselves. Is it that way also, like, with just your your stage presence? Because let's face it, a lot of acts that are out there stand still. There's not a lot of movement. And I see stuff, you know, from you guys. And it's 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 a throwback to what, was once a great period of time in terms of rock music?
2: See, I don't think it's a throwback at all, but I think it's really just doing doing uh, things now, you know? Yeah. I always think that's such a funny way of describing it. I mean, I guess, but I think there's been stage performers in any in every moment of every point. There hasn't been like a lull. I mean, maybe not in the stylistically, but, you know, like the, the front end of the Mars Volta was an extremely, uh, you know energetic front man and you know he was a hero of mine growing up Um but I'm saying there's been plenty of that I think I think I think the difference is just to answer the original question you asked it was it's not necessarily a thought we we every, the music provides everything you know I, I was always someone who moved around even in previous acts and stuff and um it, it, that was something that was always with me and I liked dancing. I've always been a fan of dancing and I and moving to music and the guys just provided something like being in this band provided something different. There was a groove in it and there was and it made me just sort of, it just sort of developed over time as we played, you know, over these last four and a half years of playing, you know, and and, and figuring out who we are. You know that's that's what this is you know it's what it's always been and it's just it's just what my body wants to do I guess you know and the same for the others we just we just want to give you know and there's not really a conscious thought into like hey we need to be different we need to do this we need to do that no none of that at all you know there's no there's no conscious thought we I've been doing this ever since we started you know and it's developed, but it's really been the same since the first show.
0: When I mentioned throwback, I grew up in the era of the frontman. You know, I grew up in the era of the Daily Roths and, and the Freddie Mercury's and all that. And I do appreciate... Well, I that
2: must have been a throwback for them, too.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I I, I... I say that because, you know, Otis Redding, James Brown...
0: Well, that's where I was going, know, yeah. Elvis
2: Presley, I was saying, it's, if we're going to keep doing that, you know, we'll go all the way back to Calypso, you know... <laughs> I saying, like that's that's. That, I have a problem with that term. Well, I really do. I think it's abused, and I, I think it's it, it it. I think it damages a lot of what uh, new acts are trying to do in rock music. I, I think I think very 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 strongly about that, and I say it a lot. I say it never, almost every interview, because they say it because it's written down. You know, and everyone tries to put a stamp on something. You know, but we're just playing rock and roll music now. I mean, yeah, some some groups are, you know, more, you know, harking back to to particular things than say, you know, Joyce Wolves, I let me mean, the boys. But at the same time, I I think it's just it's just a style, you know.
0: Well, that's know I, yeah. I
2: feel like. The more that we continue to do this. Nostalgia trip with it, it. These bands aren't going to develop, and it's going to kill rock and roll. I absolutely I really
0: do feel yeah, like it's going to kill it. I absolutely agree, and I and when I when I say that, I don't mean it as a negative. What I mean is that um, you mentioned Elvis Presley and James Brown and Otis Redding at the beginning of the interview, and I see the live footage of your presence on stage, and I I've, I've had many episodes about what's killing rock and roll, and part of that is the the rock fan not looking at newer music as its own. What I was just saying was, hey, you've got something, and you're doing something that you call it a throwback, call it whatever you want, but it's it's a presence on stage in rock and roll that I felt prior to this new wave of new bands coming out was missing for for uh, for a while, and it's refreshing to see something that can you lock eyes on on stage and you can't keep. Keep your eyes off of you, Nick, because of the way you move, your swagger on stage, and that's a great thing. Um, that's not meant in a, in a in a slight or disrespect at all. Um, I am a huge fan of new rock um, and the new bands that are coming out, and I just feel that you guys are one of the leaders, and because of that presence you have on stage.
2: I do, I do appreciate the compliment, you know. And I, again, as far as as far as being, in you know, a quote unquote a showman. My whole thing is I just, I feel a certain way. And by the end of it, I hope that most of the crowd that I play to every night feels what I feel, you know? And, you know, that's, that's something that I, that I think has gone from a lot of popular music and a lot of music is that again, and you look at the people who are successful you know, like a perfect example is a girl like Billie Eilish, you know, a, a performer like her. is. Even if you don't like the music, and I'm not the biggest fan of it, you know, I'm not playing it myself, like chilling and kicking back and playing her music, you know. But what I can tell you is when I listen to it, I feel it. You know, when I listen to Adele saying I feel it. When I listen to uh, John Legend. Thing, I feel it, you know. But I listen to Sia. Thing I feel it, you know. Or even past uh, whatever production stuff, and whether the song is cornball or not, doesn't really matter. If I can feel it, it's there, and I and I and, and that's still evident in who was the most popular artists in the world are. You know, when you look at real talent, you know, in a time when people say you can't break you know you can't sell records anymore Adele breaks the all-time record you know like that's 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 evident that the feeling conquers everything else you know you could have the most perfect pop radio song in the world but if the person singing it has no doesn't believe in it doesn't feel it doesn't have it in them it's you're gonna know you're gonna tell the mob always knows you know well, they the, just know the people know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't BS your way through it. It's the connection people get from it.
2: Exactly, yeah. and and I think one hundred and fifty percent a reason why I have any any merit, and I and I mean that lightly because I, again, I don't I don't like to to pay too much attention to what people say in general because it's really not about what people are saying, whether it's good or bad or anything, you know. But uh the only reason why I think I have anything like that is because I believe in it. I I mean it. These things that I'm singing to an audience and, and to anyone who listens to our music is um is is my truth and you, my feelings.
0: And people are reacting. You know when, when people I talk to when we talk about new music, you're, you're, the band is always brought up. And, you know, that is because I think you guys are unique in doing something different that's not being done right now where it, it's just an incredible sound. The songs are, like I said in the beginning, are absolutely incredible. The depth, the lyrics, the, the, the arrangements are, I can't say enough about it. And you guys have tapped into something that I think is gonna propel you to the top of, of what the new movement of rock music is?
2: I, I really hope so. You know, I, I, I really hope that that people know that we appreciate the fact that they bring us up in the conversation because I think that's the difference uh, between us and a couple of other groups uh, out right now is uh, we, we haven't had a lot of the same opportunities. and um, and I don't mean that in any other way I'm I'm nothing but the cloud you know of of the other groups that are out there doing it you know whether I'm in love with the music or not isn't the point the fact that they're out there playing rock and roll you know you know what I mean yeah I think people take that the wrong way I, I support anyone who picks up a guitar and anyone who wants to venture into the genre of rock and roll I, I am fully supportive of not just rock and roll of every music. If you feel it and it's you, then that's fantastic, and you should do it. And I support it, no matter what. If it means something to you, and and uh, most definitely, I, I am proud. You know, of all of these bands going out there and really giving it. You know, and in their own way, and you know, and I'm just happy to say that uh we've done it in a, in our way and it has been our way and it's been grassroots one person at a time you know like we haven't gone to radio we haven't done any of that kind of stuff yet and uh but that is on the horizon i can say with a smile you know and we've really proven our worth as an act and 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 i think we have have made our place known and then this new uh uh section this new chapter i suppose and I'm, I'm quite happy and honored to to even ever be considered uh, worth talking about when it comes to that
0: you are man i mean you guys have connected with a lot of people you know i always look at my son who's 14 as a gauge of what's coming and you know when i hear your uh, your music bellowing from his bedroom and shaking the shaking the walls, I know you guys are doing something right.
2: Well, that makes me very happy. Your your, your son's uh, got great taste.
0: <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. I'm, I'm yeah. joking. No, I'm no, joking. he does. Really yeah. yeah. But that's you know when when I see him and I hear his friends listening to it and I hear his you know him and his friends talking about you guys. You know, you always look at the younger generation that's coming up as, as to what's hot and what's not and. Hey, you know, I mean, you, you guys are, are connecting with people throughout all gener- all age groups, and I think you guys are connecting with the young people too as well. Your music is incredible, as I've said. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to listen to. Like, it, it, and that's the thing too. You guys merge all these influences together throughout the decades, but it sounds unique. It, it, you can hear the influences, but it sounds different, and that's what's really cool about it.
2: Well, I appreciate that.
0: Uh, I really do. Well, hey, Nick, I know we got to wrap up here. I do appreciate the time. Um, Again, I'm hoping to go see you guys here in Chicago late next week or late this week, actually. It's Sunday already. Um, So I hope to get out and see you, and uh, many continued success, more continued success for you guys.
2: Of course, man. You got it. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Once again, this is Jay Scott. You're listening to The Hook Rocks the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. We'll talk again soon. Thank you.